0: Well, Hada, you're back from vacation. It's been two weeks and what feels like an eternity's worth of discussions to talk about in Melee recently. But we have Smash Con, we have Wave Dash, we have the rankings, we have the newest salt mine with our one of our. Topical themes of Hungrybox winning on a reverse 3 0 over Zuppy. So you were casting that just now with Trey the Trash Man. So we can start with the latest and greatest. Hada, how are you doing? How was Salt Mine tonight?
1: Salt Mine was great. Uh, we had some great upsets. Uh, we had Akira, Donkey Kong over the likes of Dawson in Winterside. Woo-hoo! And then I believe we had um, Moth over Dreffen, if I remember correctly. So that was for top eight. And then we had. The likes of Salt and um, Bobby Big Balls playing out for ninth for an online weekly. Wow. So some pretty incredible upsets. Um, you know, it's a, it was an amazing tournament. So big ups to all the players making some really deep runs. Um, HBox and Dawson going to game number five. Um, uh, for the winner side, Zuppy and HBox going to game five. And then HBox, I believe, taking it 3 1 in Grands to Zuppy on the run back. So, some great vods. Go be sure to go check out the All Chat Esports YouTube channel, um, if you guys, or you can go to their Twitch page. I believe vods are still active, so you want to check those out. Um, also, guest commentary from Zamu and Yokai Nels for the pools, uh, for the pools into top eight qualifier section. So nice, uh, huge ups to them as well. I know Zamu is trying to get his feet wet with commentary and has commentated a couple salt mines now. So love to see Zamu pop in. Of course, Yokai, um, super animated on the mic. Super love the you hear the guy talk about Smash. And uh speaking of talking about Smash, we got a lot to cover, don't we?
0: Yeah, we have so much. But this is also you and I catching up a little bit. You went on vacation. You went out, out to your parents. Nice sixteen hour drive there and sixteen hour drive back. So just tell yeah, me in, in so many words, how was your vacation? A whole week off?
1: Yeah, um it was great. Uh spent a lot of time in the car, but then, you know, got out on the lake, went for a hike. Um Spent a lot of time with the dog. The dog's in the corner here. Say hi. Whee! Oh my god, I did not mean for him to do that. that was- what
0: a pose.
1: I know, he's just posted. Um, yeah, so if you guys don't remember Luca, Luca is um a border collie mix with just about every other herding dog there is. So there's some some Shelty in there. There's some Australian Shepherd, we're sure, but um so he runs fast, he jumps high, and uh he's just an absolute lovable boy. And uh he absolutely loves the water, loves spending time out there and uh, it was a a very eventful journey. We had a lot of a lot of fun, but you know Melee kept going while I was gone, and um, a lot of exciting stuff. And we had Wave Dash, we had uh, Smash Con, of course, all these rankings come out. So what are we tackling first here?
0: Let's do What's let's do business? let's do chronological, and we'll spend the least amount of time on Wave Dash because we all wanted to see j Mook break that chic not winning a big event streak that has been going on only since 2004 or 2005 by uh, Captain Jack winning in MLG San Francisco, I think in 2005, but neither here nor there. It's been a long enough time since a solo chic won a tournament of wave dash type size, especially over Hungrybox where yes, Puff beats P- uh, Puff beats Chic, And so you theoretically go, JMook is... Having a good opportunity at this because he is on winner's side and HungryBox comes out of losers. And after a grueling ten-game set, including a controller malfunction and one chair thrown, HungryBox comes out on top to win Wave Dash. And the chair is the biggest thing now. That's the biggest thing we'll remember, unfortunately, because that was sort of a well, it was a that was a totally inappropriate thing to do. I'll say it. I did not like the fact that we're already getting to this place where HungryBox is sort of. Pulling a different cultural thing that's similar, metaphorically speaking, to the mango where mango it's funny where he does something that everybody goes, Oh, that's the mango. But now hungry box has gotten far enough along in his pop-up arc that half the people are saying, well, chairs will be thrown. It's hungry box. What are you going to do? Well, no, it's property damage. It's uh people saying, don't come back to our venue. Possibly it's that kind of thing. So let's not throw chairs. That's all I'm saying. If you have any comments, we can do that and then we'll move on to the rankings.
1: Yeah. I just think it's uh it's, it's not a good look. It really isn't. It's um yeah, I get like you know, you're played set one, your controller starts jacking up and goes to game five anyway. And apparently according to Hbox himself, he said he offered game five to JMOOC if he wasn't allowed to switch controllers. And of course J Mook being nice guy. J Mook is like, dude, switch controllers.
0: You, you just is. trapped J Mook right there. Like just, yeah. I think he said that on purpose, knowing that J Mook wouldn't take it.
1: Yeah, well J Mook is, you know, he's a class act. He's a competitor. And he's like, you know, there are definitely like if you give that to Leffen, Leffen's like, yeah, bro, get out of here.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> easy, easy clap. But like, hey, that's nothing, like it's not a slight against Leffen. Leffen's just, he's a he wants the dub either either way. I think J Mook is like, yeah, I want to earn it. Which is like he did. Like he very much so he went the distance. He went as far as he possibly could. Um, and you know, H box then getting a separate controller, running it back to another game five, slobber knocker, and he clutched up. He played very, 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 very well. Did he earn a pop-off? Absolutely. Did he have to take the chair he was sitting on and slam it in the ground like he was in the WWE? No. No. Jump around, stomp around. Yell at the top of your lungs, beat your chest, say I'm the fucking best, you know? You don't have to go and start throwing chairs all over the place. And then there was, you know, earlier a couple of weeks, and you can Toph made a video about this, but when he beat Null game uh Geo Null Game Five at um Battle of BC four, he threw his flip-flop across the room after he reversed three odin. And it actually a guy playing a tournament set across the room. So like there's there we have gotten to the point where his pop offs could potentially start to hurt people and break things. Like he smash, well, he used to smash CRTs and he broke his own football, you know, you know, do your thing, man. If it's gonna hurt you and only you, you know, live your life. But like the second your need to make get a Twitch clip and to farm gifted subs when you get back home. Starts endangering other people's safety and well being. It's like I'm not about it. That's that's got to be a fine. That's got to be a fine from Team Liquid. That's got to be a fine from the TOs. I don't know. Like I feel like there has to be some sort of monetary way to, you know, if you're going to do that, there's going to be consequences, sort of thing.
0: I would, I would just at the very least say, yeah, there needs to be accountability as compared to just brushing it aside and hoping it doesn't happen again. Where. Hungrybox is always pushing the meta with not only keeping up with puff versus the 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 the, the competitor scene of melee it's also the the pop off meta so it was a well-earned victory in terms of vanquishing Mook, who looked like he knew what he wanted to do against the character of Puff, where you don't have a lot of options as Sheik. You go, all of my moves can be CC'd, they know I'm looking for the grab, and Jigglypuff can duck under the Sheik grab, and so what do you have left? Like, well-spaced aerials when the drift is so awful on the Sheik? It's just, what are you gonna do? But Jmook won as many games as you could win without actually winning either set, so yes, Box was pushed, but I much preferred it I posted on Twitter, I said, Do you think that if somebody threw a crab at Hungry Box now, would he just have thrown it into the crowd at this point in his pop off meta? (laughs) Because I feel like he would. He would just throw it back to the crowd. If somebody tried to do a pound twenty nineteen on him now in twenty twenty two, but we 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 move on. Apparently we're we're all just hoping it doesn't happen again. So Uh, be careful if you're watching a Grand Finals Hunger Box set and you're within 50 or 100 feet of him. So we move on to the (laughs) rankings, which then came out last week after Wave Dash happens. And, of course, one of the things about this list is that it's capturing only to a certain point of the year to, I want to say, mid-July, Double Down being the last event that counted for it, I believe. So we already have had a month of results, more or less, that don't count at all towards it. So IBDW possibly having an argument for number one or, or JMOOC moving up over Hungrybox or Hungrybox moving up over JMOOC, all these sort of little tweaks. It's, it's not relevant because we sort of stopped the snapshot at double down. So when you have the list, the top 10 from one to 10, that's the most relevant for our discussion is at number one, we have Zayn, then going down IBDW, JMook, Hungrybox, Leffen, Amsa, Plup, Lod, Nun, and Kadoran. So, Hada, what are some things jumping out to you right away with this list, top 10 or otherwise?
1: I mean, top 10, um, let's get that out of the way, and then I'd love to go into some more, um, I guess, macro looking ideas as to the whole list j uh, JMook making a debut at top three in the world. That's <laughs> absolutely outrageous. That's I mean, so of course, crazy. Like, if you're from New York or you're uh, from upstate New York and you've been playing with Jake for a little while, now you knew he was that good, but he just didn't have the means to travel, didn't have the means to make the requirements to get ranked or to get noticed on the grand scale. Um, and of course, you know IBDW. Uh, again, I-, I love the movement on as a separate column because it's been a while since we've had an official rank by PG stats or by MIOM or by the MPGR. Um, And seeing IBDW from his previous rank of nine, moving up seven places. And of course you have to imagine rankings are exponentially more difficult to jump the lower you go or lower in the number you go. So moving Mm. from rank five to rank two could be mathematically the equivalent of moving from rank 50 to rank 10. So it's like, it's that level of skill difference, even at this point in Melee's metagame where there are so, so many good players. And of course, like even players like Ginger winning tournaments. We've had Josh Man making deep runs and they're ranked 14, 15. Um, you know, Bobby Big Ball's winning uh, DreamHack Dallas over Magic. Like we have tournament, like big regional or national winning players that aren't in the top 10. And that was unheard of until very, very recently. And I guess on the final notice that I want to thing is I want to give a brief congratulations to everyone who's making their debuts or who have been – it's been a long time since so they've been ranked. So I do believe any Mexico has been ranked before, so I don't think that's super accurate. But B-Bats at rank 47 making a debut. Logan, who we've known to be a top-level competitor but really hasn't had the chance to be ranked officially, making his debut at 46. Mech at 45. Soof, um, technically making his debut, but Android Zero, as it tag previously, yes. I believe was in the 80s. Um, Zuppie making his debut at 41. We have Ben, Kem, and JFlex making their debuts at 39, mm-hmm. 38, and 37, respectively. Shoutouts to Three Hands, JFlex, Salt, and Scurzo, uh, that's going to be uh, one of the best players from Texas, is also the number one player from Chicago at 34, at 34 and 33 swift uh now the highest ranked pikachu the only pikachu to ever be ranked above axe on the mpgr so axe placing at wild 29th. i know uh, axe uh previous rank of four so definitely know where his peaks and valleys are i know he's been a pretty hands-off approach to this most recent um online into offline integration of the melee um competitive season so i'm hoping that we see some more development from axe i know the The Fox is becoming a very, very serious venture for him. Uh, Null Null making it at 25 as his debut. Shout out to Geo. Uh, Pipsqueak at 24. I know getting an unofficial rank on the European um, rankings, only behind Leffen um, during the online era. Um, So, of course, knowing that Pip is very, very good. Aklo at 18, of course, getting the Link representation there, as well as his Fox. (laughs) Slug at 17 with Ice Climbers, without wobbling. And then the final crowning achievement for an unranked player and onto his debut, of course, is J Mook at three. So shout outs to everyone making their debuts. Um, know you guys have done amazing work to get there. And final area 51, Azul and Fat Goku, and Nick M. Whittier, the only previous rank, ranked player. But SDJ, the Texas Puff, and Mott Money, the Jersey Fox, taking the area 51 or the just outside the rankings players. Um, short list. So hope to see them make some pretty uh, huge strides in the next coming ranking season by the end of the year. And it's definitely going to be a bloodbath for the end of the summer of Smash going into fall and winter.
0: And big shout outs to Fiction and Spark, the only players who have somehow not moved up or moved down in the past three years, according to the rankings. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, here's another relevant thing. Mango debuting outside of the top 10 for the first time in any of our MIOM lists, MPGR, and PG stats. I don't even know if Mango's been ranked outside of top five ever. And so this reflects one smaller sample size as compared to a year-end ranking, right? So it'll probably look different, and we'll get to why in a minute. But that is crazy that we're we're living in a time where it's possible, possible for players like Mango to... To, to be ranked outside of top 10. And it's because during the short-ish time of results that we have, there were times where Mango finishes outside of top eight. And that means your top 10 status starts to dip a little bit because other pay- players are taking your place. Players who are very consistent, like IBDW and JMook and Zane, in particular. I fi- I do find it interesting that we get to have a nice spread of international players here because it's so hard for all of them to get ranked as compared to the U.S. players. I don't know how it compares to lists of times past because I didn't pay as much attention to rankings in 2019. I was like, I only really cared who was number one at that time. I did not pay attention to people who were on the lower end of the rankings. But I'm starting to recognize all these names, which is really cool. That's the first time in my... my melee obsession that I'm getting to that point where I can name you all these players and who their mains are I'm getting there I'm getting there Hada let's go so I love the fact that we have rankings to talk about again we can reference it against something but I'm also already it's barely been a week Hada I'm already looking forward to the year end rankings and the reason why is because you get this list that comes out in the middle of last week and it chains right into Smash out there in Chantilly, Virginia, which I really wanted to go to, but I decided I wanted to go to the big house instead. I had to make a choice. I chose big house. So we had all of the brackets you could possibly ask for because that's what SmashCon does. The 64 combo contest, super fun. The Smashy Awards. You have all this extra stuff happening. And then for the Melee bracket... Top 64, about as wild as you could ever imagine because of all of the DQs, not DQs, is Mango at SmashCon. Actually, I should tweet that out tonight. Does anybody know if Mango is at SmashCon and you have the seating being what it is one of the cool things that it led to... Well, I don't know if cool is the right way to describe it. I don't think Zane would describe this as a cool occurrence. But Wally, forgetting to register just entirely, is desperately trying to get in, gets seated at like 65th or something, and then runs into <laughs> Zane outside of top 64 and upsets Zane 2-0. And then that led the tempo for the rest of top 64 being all kinds of crazy results and ends up with players like Crudo and and scurs, Sorry, wait, why? Hold on a second. I'm looking at SmashCon. Where's Essie? I thought Essie was on here somewhere. Essie must have been in winner's quarters. That's right. Essie waited all the way to winner's quarters before starting to lose out to other opponents. But either way... You had players like Crudo and Essie on the winner side all the way up to near the end of the bracket, and Crudo especially making winner semis to start off top eight on the winner side last Sunday. Very, very awesome stuff. So, Hada, just some thoughts about Smash Con before we get to the winner, the grand final sets.
1: I mean, uh, Smash Con was great. It's, uh, of course, a. A lot of peach representation which was awesome we saw some really deep runs from Lod, as well as like you said before um the upset of wally over uh zane and if you talk to the peach community a lot of P- your favorite peach players will gush about how good wally is wally's insane uh, of course wally not even being the best peach in their own state of new jersey by the rankings but I think you'd even be able to get B-Bats, who is the rank one Peach in New Jersey, to say, you know, their days where Wally's just straight up better than me. Wally is very, very good. And um, it was an amazing top eight. We saw Scurzo make a top eight. Crudo made a pretty deep run. Uh, Zane crawled their way back up to, you know, a top three performance. And um, finally, you get to what seems like if you are been a long fan, time Melee fan, long-time melee fan Like a foregone conclusion, you know, of course the gods are going to be in grand finals. You have Mango from winner's side taking a pretty exciting set win over Laud in winner's finals. And then Hbox crawling his way through loser's side of top eight to find him in grand's. And an absolute barn burner of a game five in which Mango takes his third SmashCon of his career and still has yet to get a confetti explosion in his honor.
0: 0 for 3 on the confetti.
1: Mm-hmm. Unfortunate.
0: <laughs> so we had Hungerbox meet up with Mango on the winner's side of semis, and that goes game 5, and we all say, well, that's that's kind of a foregone conclusion that Mango's going to win this tournament because I said to myself, if Lod is willing to admit going into the tournament, yeah, I'm not super well-practiced on melee at the moment, and LOD is good enough, of course, of course, to go super far in bracket. But when going up against Mango, who's been attending a lot of tournaments and maybe not playing well in all of them this year so far, okay, but has been showing a lot of improvement, I thought, this. I don't think this is going to be close, but LOD made it close, brought it to Game 5, and that was really awesome to see Mango be challenged in that way. But then, of course there's there's this one game, it's game five, Yoshi's Story. Mango goes down two stocks to four. Lod still has four stocks. But then Mango just doesn't lose another stock, just takes all four of Lod's on Yoshi's Story. Everybody's freaking out. And you have those little moments where you go, Mango's just on one today. And thank goodness for Dawson being there because when Hungrybox showed back up in the grand final set, they went game five again, but it was Mango... With all of the up airs that you could possibly imagine, <laughs> you know how much I love doing up airs Hada, because you played melee with me I mean mango yeah. does did more up airs than I do I feel like so that was really cool to see the 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 both sets going game five sort of a, a small unofficial game 10 set if you will between Winter semis and grand finals and the 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 one of my all-time favorite pop-offs now because where we were talking about chair throwing before who doesn't love looking out in the crowd making eye contact with the homie you point you get the hug in i thought that was so cool the winner speech afterwards being about as mango as you could possibly be so i <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed myself on me, on...
1: sleeping on the kid i'm gonna be here for the rest of my life and there's gonna be a day where i'm 80 years old and i'm gonna show up and win smash con 2067 or whatever
0: i'll be 85 it's mango death and taxes <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god you know it was a good day to be a melee fan and it's a good day to be a mango fan um you know i i think it was um it was after a big house win a couple of years ago and mango said you know i think the melee community you know wakes up on monday morning a little hungover but also a little bit happier about their life after a mango win. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you might be right. You might be right with this one.
0: <laughs> and that's why when we are looking ahead into the future, we have the Gallant Melee Open Summer Edition here this upcoming weekend. Be on the lookout for Content Night on Friday where I have something that's going to be happening and then you have Shine the following weekend out in Boston area. Sorry, <laughs> not actually in Boston, but in Massachusetts and close enough, I guess. The 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 Melee people up there will tell you that the Boston venue was better. But the point is is that we have Shine coming up the following weekend. There is a lot of Melee that is still happening. And despite the fact that we're near the end of the summer, I'm just... I, I'm like, br- bring it on. I want more. And... I'm sad that we don't get to see players like IBDW, who tweeted, I think today or yesterday, he will not be going to shine, and other players like Wizrobe and JMook, who are not consistently attending events just yet, that we're going to see potentially another possible Mango win because of there being less, you know, top-level Leffen type IBDW type players, that's that's possible. But there's also, I think Zayn being in bracket, hopefully they'll get to actually meet each other because they did not meet at SmashCon. They did not play against each other, and I just want to see that. The last thing I will say about SmashCon, I forgot to say this, and it needs to be said because I freaking called it. So I didn't predict that Axe would finish tied fifth at SmashCon. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that when I saw the likelihood of Axe finishing outside of top 20, which makes sense. We were talking about this. Sorry, I was talking about this with Etost. I said, I'd look at Axe to finish top 20 by the end of the year. And Etost correctly says, Pikachu is a tough character to work with, but Axe. Making it work at this particular event, pushing Mango to game five, forcing Mango to switch to Falco in the last game. I was like, that's some pluppy BS right there. That's ridiculous, Mango. You stick with that fox, dang it. But it's because Axe four-stocked Mango at the tournament that Mango ended up winning. Axe four-stocked and him seconds. on Fountain of Dreams. It's 69 seconds. That's exactly right. And I was like, let's go, Axe. And it didn't work out. But finishing tied fifth you get your top eight finishes you're going to start pushing for top 20 top 10 in no time if you continue to do that so i don't know if shine is the next tournament for Axe or not actually off the top of my head i hope it is but i'm i'm just like i'm tickled pink that i wanted to see this and and it came to fruition now of course that fox against hunger box Yes, there's some things you got to do, Axe, before you can take a game off of Hungrybox because he was definitely ready for your for your Fox. But I'm really excited anyway to see how this how this turns out to be. Is it just the one time where Axe finishes top eight in a tournament like this, and then after that it gets really tough again, or? Is this the resurgence? Are we getting a resurgence of Mango and Axe at the same time, different different levels? I'm excited to see what happens in the following tournaments that we have coming up in August, the rest of August and September.
1: I guess. Uh, I guess another thing is, I think that this SmashCon might be the only time that blood relatives or brothers or siblings have ever been in top eight of a Super Major at the same time. Yes. So, Lod and Rishi both making top eight at SmashCon con 2022 and the only other tournaments i could ever even potentially think of are some european majors not super majors but majors in which android and armada might have both been in singles top eight but to be you know siblings brothers in a pool of hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of players to both make top eight is uh, is ridiculous and of course a Making an extraordinarily deep run for a top three finish, and um, Rishi falling to I believe Axe and I think Sane or something like that. Is something yeah,
0: like that? I think that sounds That's about so. right. And you know, I also we also got to see a Donkey Kong game in top eight yeah, sure. versus, and it looked close. It looked like it could probably take it over Axe, force a game four more Donkey Kong, but it it was not meant to be. We just get to see Akira at Salt Mine also putting in the Donkey Kong work. <laughs>
1: You yeah, know, love me some some Donkey Kongs to come out, but you yeah, know, we have a lot of great Melee, like you were saying, and another uh, pretty hidden uh, tournament that's coming up actually tomorrow. And uh, All Chat will be working with the Australian main TO staff. We're going to be running an online Australian major tomorrow evening. So tomorrow evening would be US time. I believe my and Trey commentary block started about I think 9 o'clock Mountain, 8 uh, o'clock Pacific time, but of course that'll be Saturday, early afternoon, morning start. <laughs> Pardon me, for the Australians. And then we'll be continuing on until the early morning, of course, for the United States and the evening if you're a um, Oceanic viewer or listener to the pod. So <laughs> if there's any uh, Australian or New Zealand Smash players, please um, drop a comment, drop a like, say, hey, I was here and I'm entering <laughs> the um, online Australian major. And I Let's hope go. you do well.
0: I'm excited to see a little bit of hopefully I mean I hope that players like Josh Mann and oh I want to say Sox but you know other Australian players that I haven't heard the name enough enough to remember I want to see some of that hopefully hopefully there's VODs of it put up to YouTube somewhere afterwards because I don't know how late I can stay up but you get it I'm excited to see all the melee that that is coming up here so with that i'm gonna say we're we're about done and wrapped up here i will let you outros hada but you, firstly for for myself specifically thank you all for continuing to tune in thank you for hada coming back after vacation really appreciate everybody continuing sure. to follow along with us as we recap these weeks
1: yeah it's been an absolute joy you know i always love coming back to the pod it's one of my favorite things to do during the week i know scheduling can be a little difficult sometimes yeah, yeah, you know, we're adults. We have things going on.
0: Yes, indeed. But, um... <laughs> you got so much volleyball and stuff. Oh, and a yeah, new volleyball. pet. And you know, this. I'm sorry, yeah, Luca. Sorry, you um, have Luca. Yep, yep.
1: Yeah, new puppy. And of course, breakfast is adjusting well, which is great. Um, I'm in, I have my volleyball final league final. Uh, where we're the one seed, we have not lost. We're undefeated. Ooh. So If we win next week, we will get the undefeated season. Should be sweet.
0: Um, <laughs> we got to talk after that game. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully a celebration uh, episode.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. But yeah, if you want to get updates on the dog, the cat, the the life of Hada, it's um at HeyHada on Twitch and Twitter uh streaming. I'll try to be a little more consistent with streaming. I know I got a lot of projects and a lot of a lot of things in the oven right now. I got to pick and choose, but we will mm-hmm. see how that goes. But thank you guys so much for checking out the pod. Um please follow uh Jesse at Cypher003, and of course, we I don't think we're live this time, but we we've been trying to do a, a live broadcast for the last couple of weeks, but Uh, We're going to see if we can get that going once again. But guys, thank you so much. Please uh, like, comment, follow on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, all the good stuff, and uh, catch you guys next week.
0: See ya.